Are we on? You're recording about to start. Ooh. Go on, fella. Hey, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, what's happening? We just uh, welcome to the Vitalbot Sports Podcast Pod. <laughs> what did I just say? Vitalbot <laughs> Sports Podcast Pod. Is it? Uh, is we got. Do you want to delete the <laughs> No, no, no. We'll, we'll keep on rolling. Uh, it's, it's, it's been that long. We can't even remember what this is anymore. Yeah. Um, in, we, I know we're in partnership with Shiny Vinyl. Uh, Jackson Lucy, thank you very much. Um, Josh, how are we, fella? <laughs> I'm a lot happier now. That was superb. That's a great start to get back. Superb. No, I'm all right, but can't, well, I can complain. I could complain a lot, but... Um, not going to. No, same old, really, isn't it? Um, I think since we've done the last one, it's been, you know, it's just been shocking. It's been hard work. And we did do a pod, and then we, we couldn't quite upload it onto the system. Um, the ones we had planned to do, we can't do. Um, obviously, you know, Whale, you know, Wayland's too busy for us forward. He's got that tiny, tiny competition called the Tri Nations Cup for the minute. So, yeah, and um, and now obviously the World Cup draw. He's got to focus on um, playing Wales and Fiji. Yeah. Again. So you know, again, but uh, well, if it feels like deja vu for the last three World Cups. Uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to watch Yaka, the Fiji and Yaka again. I, I just get riled up by it. I was hoping for a bit of a you know a mix up of the fixtures, but. To be honest with you, on the face of it, that's probably not a bad group for us. No, I, I think two years out, if, if we were starting tomorrow, you'd, you'd enjoy Worry. that. I won't want to be Scotland. No. Uh, or Italy. Yeah. Or Italy. <laughs> Literally Italy, don't even bother. Yeah, just, 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 uh, you know, is it, is it worth going out there? Is it worth all the trading for the oh, summer camp? Just, just wait till the week before. Oh no, we've got a corona outbreak in the squad. Shock, we can't go, sorry. Just do it, just do it too long. You've done tonight, you just, just walk off, say, ah. <laughs> just sack it off. Have a look That's outside, it. oh, it's, am- it's a bit wet, boys. Nah, yeah. we're all right. But well, anyway, um, I can't sporting. complain, fella. I can't yes. complain. Work's been. Uh, well, I was, I was going to go into my life there, Ford, because. Yeah, everyone... uh, sorry, Josh, sorry. Everyone wants to know about it. Let's hear about your life. I'm just living such an exciting life for the minute, as everyone is in lockdown. No, like, uh, what, have we do, what, what have we been up to? Uh, work, which, you know, very exciting all the time. Um, I tell you what I did. I went for a coffee with Daniel Rowe last week. Ah, young Daniel. How is yeah. he? Young Daniel's very good, same as ever. Like, to be honest, you know, I think Dan will be exactly the same. Normal or, or global pandemic, doesn't really matter. Just exactly the same. Absolutely loves cricket. Uh, talking uh, talking loving cricket. Sorry, Josh. I've uh, I was in the cricket centre in work the other day, and oh my good gosh, now that's a facility. You see the glass pavilion, fella. Yes, I, I've been in there. So it's very good, very good in there. But we were in the uh, in the indoor school. We were, which was um, it's a fantastic facility. I was a bit blown away by something that Dan Rowe would absolutely love. I think. Uh, well, yeah, the the latest thing Robbie wants for the club is um is a marquee tent above the nets like Somerset have got. So you know, if you if you know anyone up in Millfield that can sponsor that for, that'd be we're probably looking for a fifty grand for, I reckon. Yeah, not this little uh, pandemic going on. I think we we count no pennies as well as a club. So 
I think Jonah will give him a nice um, sayonara for that one. But um, yeah, no, the role is the role is good, fella. He's um, he's looking forward to next season very keenly, very optimistic, which is good. I think honestly, I think we're all just wishing for the summer to come now, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, especially since I've been back home, I know there's a bit of movement in um, playing wise for rugby up there, so we're um, we're we're re- getting ready for games. But back in Wales, I'm, I can't see rugby happening for a long time. So I think a few of the Queens boys are just keen to get the summer and go and watch a, the Pirate Army play. So um, no, I th- yeah, I think. Yeah. I think I can't see why cricket wouldn't start back up in um, in April as normal after last year, but like you don't know, do you? No, but then you know by April the vaccine should be more than up and running at that point, shouldn't it? So fingers crossed and everything that we should see some ease in. But um, I don't know, just get Christmas out the way and then what well, I say then only after Christmas usually. Yeah, I think it's a bit, and I, and that's probably the. We'll go on to a further the upsetting part that we say get Christmas out of the way. It's probably definitely my favourite time of year to, to go for a beer because all the boys roam or all the boys will make a commitment to, to have at least one night out and no one will argue with you if we go out on a Monday. So it's a bit bit of a sad time that we, we're in the thought of just get Christmas out of the way and get it done and, and look forward to a new year. But yeah, that's the way of the world at the minute. I think, you know, I think this is the least Christmassy I felt in all, in all fairness. As you said, no night out planned, no uh, team night outs planned. It's just, uh, as you said, it is literally right. Let's just get winter out the way as a whole. And then hopefully it'll go back to some sort of normality in the summer. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just I just felt really, um, really angry when I heard the announcement this week. Just to think that, you know, the, the Welsh government were really determined that the fire break was for two weeks and not going to be any longer um, to give us some sort of Christmas. Um, and pubs, pubs and sports clubs have, have waited on that. Um, I think, obviously, he, he, my my perception is he, he left, he made it two weeks so that places like uh, John Lewis and the place like the Quadrant in Swansea, they could get some revenue when they could, they wouldn't collapse. But then there's no thought for the hospitality sector. The hospitality sector have been hit the most. You know, in lockdown, they have to shut completely, fire break, there's no alcohol ban. I just feel they're getting railroaded all the time. And I do really feel that, like you've said in, in the week, that we may not have anything to come back to after lockdown, especially in terms of sports clubs. No, exactly. I think, I don't know, is it, there's been a lot of anger towards it, isn't it? but I think, I don't know, Try to be rational with this as much as I can, but I do get annoyed with it. But on one side, you're thinking, well, I don't envy his job, i got to be honest. No, no. I can pay me enough to do at the minute. Um, I think I think it's the stuff around their adamant that the two-week work. It did, obviously didn't. It was, I think someone said it was more of a fire starter than a fire break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, as you said, the hospitality sector, we got a few sorry for people who own pubs and restaurants and stuff like that. They, you know, bent over backwards to put new uh, new rules in and and stuff. And I suppose this Christmas was, there, was the time of year where they could, you know, maybe 
cut back on the losses that they had in the summer with a good Christmas. And now that's gone as well. You do fear you do fear for what's going to be left when you know when we do eventually go back to you know in inverted commas normal. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, but you know, I think we've gone to it now. There's been a lot of pushback with the sport, and it's, it it has you know ruined sort of the Christmas from a sporting point of view as well as a a normal point of view. But we'll go into that now. Yeah. But uh, we're going to change it up for me this week. Yeah, um, yeah I think yeah. you know if Mark Drakeford can't turn the tide on the coronavirus, the pod will try. So we're going to yeah, try something absolutely. different. So it's going to be a Ford. Yeah, it's going to be a Ford's beer of the week this week. So Ford, what is your beer of the week, fella? So um, I was quite fortunate to receive a couple of gifts from um, from work. Uh, a couple of students who I'm coaching. Um, one of them is is from Swansea, so he said he had a present for me, and it was four different bottles of beer from uh, Welsh breweries. So I've gone with the Gower Gold tonight from Gower Brewery. Uh, shout out to Lee Deneen, who's a good mate of ours. He's got some shares in Gower, Gower Brewery. Um, so yeah, we've we've gone for a Gower Gold tonight, Josh. Um, I've got some actually interesting uh, beers here, but I think if I had the one. I was thinking about it. I think I, I wouldn't be able to make it past um, the pod because I was also given a present by my boss of a cider, which was 18%. So we stayed away from our one for the pod. Well, knowing you, Ford, that's a, that's, that's a very wise decision, isn't it? Yeah, I think could've, this could have been tops off. Naked. <laughs> I'm... I think we need to give the people what they want. They need yeah. a top soft trousers down pod. That's what we need. Yeah. We, well, we have said to me, we were laughing with you. Like, when did we just sit in, in, the, in Jackson's bar and record a pod whilst we get armoured? Maybe this is what the people need in lockdown. Morale is low. The, the people need a top soft pod. Tops, we, next pod, top soft pod. <laughs> that is the title. That's what everyone's got to look forward to. Tops off pod. So anyway, well, do you want to have a sip? I never tried Gower Gold. I know they sell in the cricket club, but I've never I think tried they sell it. in the cricket club, and one person drinks it. Pete Walfley. Yeah, but so you know, and Peter only drinks about three pints a week, so I don't think they get any the money back on it. Let's have a try, shall we? Cheers, Ford. Oh, that's all right. That is. Have we got a second customer for the Gower Gold on the club? Yeah, oh, I could have one of the two of them. But we've, uh, been talk, we've been talking about Strong Farmer and we, Josh. How oh, we have, yeah. Stop, nice stop up for Christmas. But, um, well, I've got to be honest with you, before, before it featured as Beer of the Week on our pod, um, and I never, I've never seen it in a shop in, in small bottles before. It was always in the, uh, you know, the big bottles that were always like two for five quid or something. But yeah, yeah. Mor- Morrison's have stopped up on the old... Uh, five fifty mil bottles. Yeah. So I've stopped them. I think at the minute it is twelve bottles for ten pound. I think. Oh, but, nice. but I've got a deal of the week, Ford. Go on, then. What's, what's deal the deal of the week? week? My deal of the week this week for Christmas. You know, the la- the boys and and the, and the girls listening, if they want to get the beers in, Amstel bottles of Amstel, twenty bottles for twelve quid in Morrison's. The minute. I can't leave it there for that, Josh. I couldn't. I brought it home, man. And I gotta be honest with you. I don't know who I'm expecting round. Yes. Hey, 
in a lockdown, but I'm prepared. You are prepared. Just a quick story on the Stroud Primer, actually. Um, it, it's it's pretty funny. It's, it's quite new to the clubs in Batal, but, but I remember, must be about five, six years ago now, um, one of our first Bobo days, and so some whoever don't know about Bobo days, it's a charity rugby game. Um, uh, Liam uh, Jones sadly passed away. Um, so we have a charity game every year. So on the Sunday, when my father was running the stars, he had this barrel sent to him, and it was uh, this, this. They said, "Oh, this new lager." So they went to the pound fifty a pint, but only to find out there was straw farmer. So people were like, "Oh, it's as nice as it and it was one pound fifty. There were some states in, that, in the club that night. Don't call it a strap on for nothing, fella. They don't. They don't. It's, it's a Quinn's. Uh, it's a Quinn's local now that there's strap on. I know the stars have it. And there is a challenge, and they've also got a list. Who it's a black list. No, who people who are not allowed to drink straw farmer. I tell you what, if they added that to the clubs, uh, the clubs bar, that'd be the end of it, wouldn't it? Oh no, that that could be a special in its own if we sat in the club drinking straw farmer on the pod. A, a strap on special. Yeah, strap on special. Top, top strap on special. Top, top soft strap on special. It's happening. So shall it be written? So shall it be done? Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Batalba Town Sports <laughs> Podcast, uh, where we will be doing the X-rated Christmas special called Top Top Strap On. Ah, uh, sports, sports, sports. Oh, uh, sports, sports. We love the sports. Local, local sports. Who would have thought, didn't it? Well, who would have thought? It's fucking all going on, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it has been nice to see. Uh, last week we had Trevelyan, Batalba, Laido. Uh, Goitra, I did go, I think Goitra played, didn't he? Goitra and Britain Ferry. I think that league started now, isn't it? It was the cup, the league start on fifteenth of January. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, Ford. This is just on the top of my head now. Performance of the week. It's only because I saw the scores. Trevelyan six 0 against Ammonford. Yeah. Damon Thomas hat trick. Yeah, Damon Thomas, outstanding. Yeah, I think. Do you have a toast, fella? Yeah, toast to Damon. Play Damon. Add Trevelyan. No, I saw that. 6 0. Um, I think, they, well, you know, Armourford, I, I knew they were under the cost straight away when I seen Lee Trundle as a pundit for the Swansea Cardiff game. I, I didn't see the teams, but the, was Armourford legend Matthew Fisher playing? Matthew Fisher was playing. I think he came off the bench. Um, I know, oh, Andy, 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 Andy Robinson started, but then he got taken off injured. Um, but you know, you, you, Josh, you're actually you look a bit like Andy Robinson now with your head, and you know, Swansea legend, bit, Cheers, of, bit of a wand of a boot. I have been known to have a wand of a left peg. <laughs> um, we, we're battling, aren't you, Josh? But this, this is what we are. We'll catch up in it. Local sport, local sport, but yeah, it was, I think it was nice to see teams playing. Um, I followed it on Twitter Saturday. Um, it was bit, felt a bit surreal, and I, I definitely for the people who normally go and watch, they weren't allowed to watch, and you had to follow on Twitter. Um, I felt I watched um, the Talbot highlights on Scorio, and I felt they were really unlucky not to not to win the game. They defended heroically and conceded in the 96th minute to go to penalties. But it's just nice to get some sport back. I know um, WIU had allowed. Uh, 
touch fixtures up, and then I know the stars have played a few against Tom O. I know other clubs were arranging them, and then I think everyone's kind of put on hold due to the uh, spreading of the rising numbers in Patrol. But, but number know, one in the UK, we are going I, that, up. So we are going. I was telling people in Millfield, I was saying, yeah, we are top loops, we are top loops. And I said, so I said to um, uh, people in Millfield, so obviously, for people who don't know, um, uh, Millfield School is a bit of a private school. It's a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say posh, but it's an upper market school. What is posh for? So they had, uh, I was telling them, we were top league of the COVID and we were third. In overall deaths by drugs in Britain at one stage. Okay, now. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy times. Crazy times. I'm Baby. gone. Yeah, I, I, we, well, we, we, let's, let's get into some more content, Josh. So, obviously, we mentioned sports there. Um, we're going to mention a bit about Christmas sport around the area. So, I put out on a poll um, today that What's the best? What's your favourite um, sport in Boxing Day Derby in, in the, the area? And obviously, the two obvious ones are Abraham and Neef, which is a, a timeless classic. Um, My favourite sport, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I love um, the build up to Abraham and Neef. But the out clear winner of the two is Lydon Batalbert, 64%. Um, thank you to everyone who voted. But I used to enjoy the light on Batalba when it was Welsh Premier. I think we we touched on it with in the the pod with Remy Rory and to think that it was a Welsh Premier with North Wales teams and especially they dominate now, but North Wales team uh, teams from all over the South Mid Wales teams to have two teams within a mile of each other playing in the Welsh Premier on Boxing Day in a derby, it had to have meant something for the players and the supporters, didn't it? Yeah, I think well. It got brought up in the pod we done with Avin Knight, didn't it? About, yeah. uh, you know, he'd had the, the all-week run-up to it, wouldn't he? And then the majority of the town were there watching, packed house. And then, I don't know, sort of for one afternoon, you were the superstars, wouldn't you? Yeah, sort of yeah absolutely. Um, same, I think it's the same with Abraham and Neef, especially with the regional games. Obviously, you've got the Ospreys, the Scarlet. But since the turn of regional games, that Abraham and Neef game is a huge game in the, in the calendar. And I remember two or three years ago, there was about 3,000 people watching um, the Albert Neef game. And I know to some people, probably are 3,000 people compared to a professional, but you think these people work Monday to Friday and then they go out in front of 3,000 people on Boxing Day. That, that's got to feel something. And you've got to feel special and you've got to feel the, the importance of the game when you've got that. Well, it's probably the closest, you know, uh, you know, I'm at the players of said professional, whatever you want to call them. It's a, you know, it's the closest you're going to get playing in a pack, you know, a packed big stadium. And a... yeah, absolutely. So, um, like, but uh, Neath and Abraham was, I've got to be honest with you, like, I can't recall going to watch Batalba Lido all that often. I've got to be honest. The one, the one I went with my old man and uh, Ted Tobin when he was alive, my grandpa. Ted, close to Ted. Um, Got to have a toaster tail. We haven't had a toaster tail yet. Toaster tail. Um, yeah, that was the one we always went to watch. Abraham Neath, whether it's at the Knoll or or, or down the Batalba ground. Um, I said, ah, 
I, I say he's the most enjoyable forward. I think the one of the last ones I went to with my old man was a good few years ago now. When uh, in the in the hammering down rain, they played out a nine six. Oh, classic. Oh, dreadful. But we were there. Yeah, all I think, well, there's one um, one derby we didn't mention on there. It don't, obviously it don't play anymore, but Galbraith and Green Stars used to play tight back, Josh. Not on Boxing Day, but on Christmas Day. Oh, I bet there was a few uh, a few angry wives for. Oh, imagine, imagine that. Imagine me t- trying to tell Emily I can't I can't stay around for Christmas dinner. Uh, Christmas dinner. I got a game I have against. Uh, Tybach or Baglan or Kamav and other stars. I, I, I struggle to get out for a, a pint on a cricket club at 11 o'clock, let alone play. You haven't got anything new to ask for. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'd rather have an 18 stone prop running on me, to be honest. <laughs> so we, we talk about, so I know we, we but let's talk. I think a couple of people need nostalgia now. We've talked about the derbies, but talk about like, I, I know Boxing Day is probably one of the biggest days of the year for for the sporting clubs, not just for playing for the uh, for the rugby clubs, cricket clubs. I know football clubs. Boxing Day is a very very important day, such as past be present. You get a lot of old heads who sometimes don't come to the club because of certain other things. They, they're busy, but that Boxing Day. They make sure they're there for that past and present game. They have through beers, and it's a really good day for reunions. And I think a lot of people are going to miss out on that this year, which is really upsetting because I I love Boxing Day. It's probably my favourite day of the year. Um, right. On the flip side of that, with um, you know games being on and stuff like that, it's, it's always been a massive money maker for the clubs around the year, isn't it? You know, yeah, with, absolutely. Um, you know, Trevelyan having bands on, Quinns having bands on, Stars having bands on. Yeah. Um. You know, wherever else, you know, Bangalore Rugby Club having stuff on, the cricket club having the 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 sport, the football and rugby on all day. Yeah. You could basically do a circuit of a Tolva, can you? It, was, yeah, it just turned into a massive circuit, which which unfortunately we're all going to miss out on this year. But you know, I suppose if you, if you think about it from a, I don't know, what's the word I used earlier? Rational point of view. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we sacrifice one year as long as it. Looks like it's going to get better towards next year, but um, yeah. no, it is. I said nostalgia-wise, this time of year it's just sport, 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 isn't it? Yeah, and um, even though you look at the games on the TV at the minute because there's no crowds, it don't feel like a Christmas time for fixtures. And no, I, I love I love fixtures. Any football, rugby, I love fixtures around Christmas because that's the bit is it start that's the start of the business end of the season in there because you know you're going into a run of fixtures. You've got derbies coming up. So it's you know, I I think a lot of people are gonna struggle with that. Just mentally, just to not have the same routine. Well, it's where you know, you can say it's where leagues are won and lost sometimes at Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And but that's is we when I've played for the Quins, we've kind of I don't know how it's worked out, but we've kind of played in a couple of top of the table clashes the last week before Christmas. So you've got your Christmas due in the night. You 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 playing in the day. I think we played Bonamine away. Um, we were top and they were second and we lost. Um, and then last year we played Meister Celtic away and we were top and they were third, second or third, and we lost. But it's, um, it's sometimes has a magical thing of falling that if you're 
up and about the top of the league, you tend to play second, you know what I mean? Like, if you're well, a mid-table, you play, it's a nothing game. But when you, I think it's fallen for me, when I've been top of the league, I've played big games at Christmas, come goes away, um, just before Christmas for the Stars, which we lost. Yeah. <laughs> there's a running theme there. there's a running theme yeah. we've lost it's, every game of Christmas this is carrying on the theme of this pod phones. whenever you mention a game you're always on the losing side fella yeah I, I I think we've already said it but I think there's a funny uh, again at Christmas time uh, Stars and the Quins when we were in the league at the same time there'd always be a game of Christmas time I remember playing um, we played on the Quins twice around Christmas time with the crowds they were very good. And I was playing for the Stars at the time. And the crowds there were good. But you knew it was a big day. Not just around the game, but everything that everything was involved was a big day. Because it was Christmas. And and that's, and that's why I think people are going to miss this year. The, the, the big game feel. Like, Lido of playing Boxing Day. Not the tall about the back in the league this year. Travailing, the first time in the, in the championship. Um, Christmas games, big game feels. You're not you're gonna miss out on that. And that's I think that's the frustrating thing that people are gonna miss out on it. Maybe it is for you, but hopefully hope and hopefully it'll have a it'll have a, a good spin on it. That people who weren't going to the games or weren't going to the clubs thinking, Fuck, I missed that. I need to go next year. So next year maybe when we get back to normal, hopefully, people are like, right, I need to go down the stars, Quinns, Bagland, Barkham Arden, or football clubs or cricket clubs or bowls, Golf clubs, I know Batalba Golf Club. I enjoy, um, I really enjoy um, play, going down to golf club Christmas time, seeing people just, you know, people like that missing out on revenue. And hopefully, people will realize that how much these clubs mean to us um, when they reopen. Well, as you said, like local clubs might have, you know, people watching back before professional clubs. Yeah. It might have been out that way where. You know, people you'll have much bigger crowds come in to watch local sport, which would be good. But then, obviously, in a, you know, in a safe manner. But is it, like touching upon Christmas, there, Christmas has always been a good marker, isn't it, for clubs? Like whether you yeah. play in any sport, whatever your um, goals are or targets at the start of the season you've set out before playing, Christmas always a good marker to see where you know where you are. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you, if you near the top and your target was to avoid relegation at the start of the year. So it's always been a point of reflection, I think, in sport where you can probably start again as well. Yeah, we you know? we we kind of planned it last year that with the, you normally plan around the autumn internationals of rugby, but because of the World Cup, so we planned like up till November, and then we knew we had a couple of games, tough games in December, and then you look at it at Christmas time and like, right, are we are we at our goals? Are we where we want to be, or what can we do to make it better? <coughs> <coughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I think my mouth's a bit dry. So we aye get the toast. Toast. Um, I think we need a toast to Boxing Day and sports clubs. Boxing Day sports clubs. But carrying on for that, just getting nostalgia. Josh, we have not just Boxing Day. The cricket club is famous for his. Christmas Eve, isn't it? and uh, it is. a dead, a deadly duo called Punchline. Anyone oh. ever steered the band called Punchline? A deadly duo. They're in the cricket club every Christmas Eve at four o'clock. Are we human? 
you've got Zook standing up on the chair, giving it all out. You, you know, if you looked at the time, you know what times are going to happen every Take single year. I think I'm going to have to put a playlist together to, to play in the house on Christmas Eve. I think that's the only yeah. way to go. But, you know, on top of that, we know for us that one's a massive tradition. You've got the Tybach, um Pantone. Yeah, which is actually, shout out to the Tybach Pantone. They are releasing their first uh, video tonight. They're doing an, a, like, um, an online uh, Panto and is one of three. And the first one's being uh, released tonight. So shout out to Ty Bach. Hope it goes well. Alid, good bloke. He, he's organising it all. Shout out to Alid Humphreys and go well, boys. That is quality, that is. We should have set up a bloody virtual punchline, shouldn't we? We should have yeah. got him. Get, get him, you know, one blue, one for the money and a free rise. Free rises. All right. All right. All right, you've got case, case too. All the listeners, because you're not going to be able to see us on the video, we actually got hands in the air. Tops may be coming <laughs> off soon, so just stay in tune. Whoa, whoa, um, we see the tops off strap on for our Christmas special, man. Yeah, so Josh, we've actually um, we've waffled on for 50 minutes here, yeah? we yeah. haven't even we haven't spoken about anything. It's not 50 minutes, fella. It's st- for some reason, it started in 20. So we we've done well. We still done our. Oh no no I agree. Yeah we we spoke we spoke um beforehand beforehand yeah yeah you spun me out. Um I thought we haven't spoken about that much in fifty minutes. Well to be yeah. fair the way the, the way it's going this is this is what the pod's going to be now it's going to yeah, be just, waffle we, little you know, bit of sport more waffle. Yeah. All the ambitions we had at the start we were telling you about all these guests we're going to have uh, we we've just gone out the window we've locked out. It's not helpful, don't really. I tell you what, the lack of local sports now at this podcast would. Yeah, absolutely. That that thing we we talk about, not helped. So, <laughs> shall we have another toast to Dave after being our first performer of the week? Performer of the week again, lovely. Performer of the week, David. Josh, it sounds like you're empty, Blair, all right, well, hang on. Waffle to our listeners, and let me just go get a beer. Um, yeah, so as as Josh will get a beer, we'll just say again, we're, we're thankful for our partners, um, Shiny Vinyl, um, helping promote local bands and bands from afar who are unsigned and also signed now because of the support from Shiny Vinyl. So thankful to them. If you want to get in touch with us, our Twitter and Instagram handles are at PTSPod, and our email is Oh no, that's like the adverts in the middle of the pod, didn't it? We're not we're not special enough yet to get uh, adverts. I can, I can imagine a start of a patron for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, mean, to... I mean, hey, look, if anyone's listening and thinks this is worth it, we'll set yeah. one up. Maybe the patron, maybe the first patron episode could be the tops off uh, strap on on. Tops off strap on. Yeah, yeah, that's our first. That's our first pod. Maybe we'll start selling some branded strap ones. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We we just we just a think tank in here. But you know me, for all about the money. So yeah, yeah. You, if if you don't know Josh, Josh is as tight as a submarine door. I had um, actually since we done the last pod, a pod, I had uh, 
a smart meter fitted so you can see what I'm spending on electric and gas now. That just sums you up as a bloke. Tremendous. Okay, so, so, um, just thinking, so, a, a, a case for us in a minute, Josh, obviously it's come up uh, in football and rugby in a minute. I'm going to put it on the spot here. What's your thoughts on the uh, concussion protocols uh, in football and the, the brain damage uh, stuff going on in rugby in a minute? Well, I think in a word, it's pretty shocking of what's come out. I think, I think everybody's been aware of it for a long time, Ford. I, yeah. I think someone like yourself, I know we always, you know, we joke about it all the time that we, when you went through, so you went through that period and you were getting like knocks on the head a lot. Yeah. It became like a running joke, but it wasn't a joke. But I think I think it's always been something that like a little bit of a blind eye has been turned to it. And I think people thought yeah, it's been everyone's been quick enough to say, like, what's oh, a physical game, get on with it, sort of thing, right? Which yeah. I get, because you know, I think a big part of it has been the trans the transformation in uh, the rugby player in terms of how much bigger people are. How much more powerful people are. I mean, you know, you only have to watch the clips in it from like the seventies, eighties. Yeah. The pitch looks a lot bigger, doesn't it? There's a lot yeah. more space. Whereas now, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm six foot four, but standing next to some of these rugby players, I I look fucking tiny. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it's a surprise has come out, but it, it is really, really sad seeing the the two high profile ones that come out with Steve yeah. Thompson and um, Popham. Yeah. I, I, I was, it, was quite a hard, it was quite a hard watch actually seeing his family on on ITV News. Yeah, um, yeah, well, it was. I I really feel for Alex Popham. Um, I think he was a good player in his time, and and to be forty one now and have early onset of dementia is 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 really sad. There's just my bugbear with Steve Thompson is that this is a bloke who retired from professional rugby with Northampton because uh, of a neck injury. Uh, had a massive payout from the RFU, and then 18 months later, is signing for Breathe to play rugby again. Like, yeah, that's you know, it's it's a it doesn't sit right with me that he's now coming and saying, oh, I think rugby's on this. You mate, you've had a payout, and then you've come back and played. You've so so a club have let you out your contract early, and then you've gone to another club 18 months later. It's it's done sit right with me. Like that's that's my only bugbear with it. Like, Alex Popham, absolutely. But for Steve Thompson to be coming out and criticising it when he's underhanded teams like Yaz, it's, it's not right for me. I think yeah. I mean one you know, one part of it you look as if you know, you look at it like, Oh well, forget all that, it's terrible, isn't it? But then I suppose if you are taking a payout for a you know, which is essentially a head injury. Yeah. Bad neck, then and then you're coming back. I suppose it does, it does. It got to be careful here because you don't want to sound too insensitive, do you? But like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it sort of weakens his argument towards it. But obviously, we've seen now there's a lot more players coming out, especially with uh, the WIU and um, and and over in England as well. Um, but you know, for, as as a rugby man, Ford, as a rugby person, like. Sort of, how do we go forward with this thing? Because obviously, the evidence is there now, right? That um, all the conduct in rugby, the breakdowns, the scrums, the collisions, you know, basically the heartbeat of rugby, basically, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the heartbeat of rugby is what's causing this. And it's sort of like, well, this is on the table now, it's out there. There's 
there's evidence to prove that all these collisions um, and knocks are affecting people. You know, basically giving um, people brain damage is what's come out. Yeah. You know, it, it, not those words, but that's what it is, basically. But I generally don't know how rugby can move forward in terms of people asking to change rules and bring different things in. But it's all contact, though. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I'm you know, I, and I, I, I get the the new rules are on the tackling, yeah. but, you know, which even on an international level is causing issues. And you see with the TMOs, some of them are reds, some of them are penalties. I don't think anybody really knows exactly what they're looking for. No, to be honest, I think some of them are being reds because it looks bad in slow motion. But, but you know that change, yes, you can see, can you? You know. If you take that high tackle out of the game, you're going to have less injuries. I get that. Yeah. But in, but in terms of the collisions and you, the stuff, the breakdown and things like that, I generally, I wouldn't even know where to start in in advising on what rules to change for. I, I, and, I, and my answer to that is I'm, I'm really happy I'm not in the position to, to change the rules because there's a lot of chat um, around. I know Ben Ryan, uh, who's former Fiji coach, um, has been quite uh, sport, outspoken about the ruck area and the refs need to ref the ruck area. And when you really break it down and look at the breakdown, you're going to be blowing up every other ruck at the minute if, if you really want to ref the breakdown well. And that's why I think Nigel Owens was so good. In, in Not in terms of like someone coming in with a shoulder to the head, but in terms of someone coming in from a side. Has it disrupted the ball? No. So he's not going to give a penalty. Stuff like that are the breakdown. But then, as I say, we have to we have to teach players to uh, approach the contact area correct. But then on the flip side of that, it's a results-driven business. Like we're going to go on to with the Sporting Mavericks, it's a results-driven business. So if you're getting away with it, you're not going to change it. If you're really effective at the breakdown and the refs are not pulling up your approach to the breakdown, you're not going to change it. Because if you try and approach it safely and correctly, it's going to take away your momentum and then you're not going to be as successful. So in to sum it up, after babbling with that, to sum it up, I won't want to be the person making the rules. No, but as you say now, and, and sort of focusing on the breakdown is one part, right? But hitting the breakdown, and, and, and you can hit the breakdown as technically correct as you want to, can you, right? Yeah. But you... As a player, you can't help if someone on the opposition team has hit the, has hit the breakdown in, in the wrong position, got their neck in a bad position as you've hit it. And as you said, if you're going to start refereeing like that, you're going to be blown up every run. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, there's going to be something that's going on and you're going to break, you know, blow up. But I think what the problem, what the world rugby have got now, and it's filled this for a professional game, international game, all the way down to grassroots. Yeah. Is it's out, it's on the table now, like it's out there. Like it, it, you know, it, it affects people's health. But as we just said, at, at the minute, there's absolutely no way around it. No, there's not. So I don't, you know, and I don't know where this it's going to become a game where it is, it is literally everyone knows the dangers and risks, and you'll have people signing waivers to play rugby soon. Where you know the the big governing bodies of rugby are going to need people to sign waivers to say. If they suffer early dementia or something, they can't yeah, be sued. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously that's gonna that's gonna kill that's gonna kill rugby, isn't it? People, yeah, people I, I, I think there's I've seen little 
stuff as well. People on about, you know, wearing helmets like the NFL. But it's the same happening in the NFL. If anything, with a helmet on, it's worse. Yeah. I think it compresses the brain. Yeah. But and they, and they, I think there's talk for that. I've, I think I've, I've heard someone say it's stuff, for example, it's stuff like boxing in UFC. It's probably safer for you uh, in UFC because the gloves are, are thinner and you'll be knocked out straight away. Whereas yes, boxing, you can take and take and take. Yeah. But I really, um, especially with lockdown, I'm really concerned for, for rugby. I, lo- I bloody love rugby, and I I think it's my it's well it's my job at the minute, and that's for sure. I don't know where I'd be without rugby, and it's a real scary thought. Um, well, like on on that though, and it'd be interesting to see what uh, you know what people think from the local clubs around you from a you know from a grassroots level now or amateur yeah. rugby like local rugby, like like you know I've watched a few games and some of the hits you see in there look bad enough. But, you know, what do you say to an extent that the lower you go when it's, you know, people are not as big and it's probably not as physical, it would it be all right to say, well, it's probably not as much of a problem yeah, for, yeah. like, grassroots rugby and local rugby because of that? Um, and, you know, would, is, is, is it really something that local rugby's, um, you know, felt the effects of? I wouldn't think so because of the the ruck areas a lot. Like the ruck areas are totally different kettle of fish. To, yeah, like intensity's not there, is it? And and the, the collisions. You love you love one big shot a game. Yeah. But it's not as um, switched on as in as in not switch. Not, sorry, I didn't mean switched on. Nor is uh, intense like you said to to a professional game. Um, but. I think there's an announcement just come out as we're on the um, on the pod recording this that they they planning to do the same module as the RFU uh, for the return, so no scrums and no more. So that reduces the contact of face to face. But you, you know, it it for the head um, argument that there's going to be more rucks, there's more chance of collisions in that ruck area. Yeah. Um, there's got to be more ball in play, so there's more cl- chance of a, a collision in a tackle. So you, I don't know. I'd like, and and it's really it's a topic I haven't really discussed with anyone because I don't want to be in a position to, to make a decision, and I'm happy I'm not in a position to make a decision because I love the sport, but like I'm not going to say to anyone right, you've got to do this, and I'm not going to say oh you've 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 signed up for it because. You don't know. You don't know what what the effects are, and I really feel for Alex Popham. I feel for Steve Thompson, but like I've said, when you when you're a bloke who retired because of a neck injury and come back, you're a pretty shady character in my eyes. I think it'd be interesting to see if there was data from rugby union or rugby league. Yeah. Because of you know obviously rugby league. I mean the collisions are massive, isn't it? Right? Yeah, huge. But as you said, it's similar to UFC. It's, it's usually like one shot at a time, in it? Yeah. Your rugby league, big hit, down, reset, go again. Whereas rugby union, you take the hit, and then there's a, you know, as you said, the breakdown happens, three big hits happen, the breakdown is a lot going on. It, w- it would be interesting, interesting to see the crossover of data there. Yeah. Uh, 
But then, as you said, like, does it get to a point where rugby becomes like non-contested scrums, non-contested breakdowns? Yeah, then that's that's. And it kills you. Well, it kills union, then, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but that's why you're not paid the big money for. It. Exactly. And if anyone has any thoughts on that, just uh, and you've, you've not switched off, just uh, tweet us. Uh, Josh has enough serious talk. It's Friday. We're recording on a Friday. It's Black Friday, fella. It's, it's, yeah, it's not exactly. It's Black Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. It's Sunday. It's Friday. Yeah. You know, this um, Josh, just keep talking while I go and get myself a beer. It, it, yeah, no, the, I thought you only go to the fridge, yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I literally want. I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. you drunk, that one, fella. Yeah, I'm flying tonight. It's Friday night. You've been training at the Millfield, fella. You are. You've been training at the Millfield for this Christmas period, and it's killed doing it. Yeah. You, well, came, well, you came back all guns blazing from being yeah. in Millfield. Well, my boss, for, for some, some people, no, my, my boss who's director of the John Mallet, he, um, he played for Bath at a cup for England. He's old school tight head prop. Uh, Josh, that's why I wanted you to come up and do the pod because you really enjoy him. He's an old school side drinker, drinks lager, drinks everything, but he's a big drinker. So we had, um, we, had a bit of a, we had a bit of a drink last Friday for Christmas and um, geez, he put some away. So yeah, I've I've had to do well to keep up with him the last couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, just googling. He's one of his most famous photos. Josh is when he's fighting Martin Johnson. Fucking rather him than me. Yeah, not me. He meant to be a hard bloke, tough old bloke. Well, he'd have something about if you take on Martin Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he's meant to be a tough bloke, but. Um, no, it's been a good, good experience so far. Um, I'm hoping for you to come up. Well, obviously, we were meant to come up last week, but uh, unfortunately, we had a, a couple of cases in the student body, so um, we couldn't let anyone in. But we're hoping to do a one from Millfield at uh, one stage, get it, get over the bridge uh, thoughts on Batalbert and how I, how I big Batalbert up to him. If it'll, you want to look in, it'll be called the Soggy Biscuit Pod. The Soggy Biscuit Pod. I love it. I love it. We had. Uh, I wanted to come down to Patalbert for for a day out because I big Patalbert up like it's the French Riviera. Um, get him down the summer, fella, for the pirates. Yeah, there's a photo of us. Uh, there's a photo of the steelworks in the office, and there's a photo of the beach. So I, I big them up to say how how nice Patalbert is. <laughs> so I'm trying to get him down. Um, but we got we got a couple of weeks off in the summer, so I may bring him down to support the pirates. Get him down. But. Um, Josh, we talk we we some serious talk done, but we're gonna move on. This was what we were meant to do in the last pod, but I bloody useless with technology. So um Josh, Sporting Mavericks. We was inspired by us because uh Diego Maradona, probably one of, if not the one of the greatest sporting Mavericks to live, sadly passed away. Um he's a proper Maverick, isn't he? Oh steady Maverick. Have you seen the um? Have you seen the documentary, uh, yeah. Diego? Oh yeah. my God, Jesus Christ! To be to be the one of the best footballers in the world, but also and be off your bin. Yeah, off off your bin and to be made to the mafia in the in, uh, Naples. That's that's pretty good going. Completely off your bin and the yes. best player in the world. So, what in your sense, Josh? What would what would a maverick be mean to you in sporting terms? 
Uh, well, we've talked about this to me. I think Maverick, Tim Maverick's probably changed now. Professional sports probably getting too professional and too scientific for Mavericks to thrive. But yeah. I don't know, I think, I, I've always thought of it as someone who's just like good enough or or just has moments of brilliance, but they, they sort of don't have to do as much training. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's a very simple way of putting it, but I just think it's people who are who you know are capable of moments of magic, and you literally just leave leave them alone. Yeah, like you don't even attempt to try to make them. Like you sort of let them do what they want to do, on the on the basis of yeah, but you just keep on doing that thing that you do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All I the think, rest you can do. And then and then flip it over. I think a local Maverick to me is someone who's a really talented sportsman. Absolutely loose as a goose. Would you say our local Mavericks are very talented people who, who, never, who should have got there but didn't? Because that's a classic, but that's a classic for Tom that's saying you go to any pub and you're like, see him over there in the corner, could have made a scene. Then his ankle, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got loads of, you've got loads of. I think um, one uh, perfect example um, of this is, is Mark Anybone. Classic footballer, very good footballer in his time. I think uh, one of the best stories for, for Andy Bone is he was on trial at Arsenal um, and he nicked the Arsenal away kit uh, and brought it back. I can't remember who he was playing for in the Sunday League, but he turned up in the yellow JVC <laughs> Arsenal kit. Um, so Mark was meant to be a decent uh, player, but instead of being on TV for his footballing genius, he's been on... Uh, Police camera action a couple of times. Uh, he's, you know, you can you can spot Mark from from a mile off. Um, and I remember him saying to my father once that he would have made it professionally if it weren't for them bastard police. <laughs> that, 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 I we think got, would have got away with it if he wasn't for those pesky kids. <laughs> I think is that sums up a, a maverick for me in in terms of locally. Um, one local maverick in the professional terms, I would say, is James Hook. I think he was a fantastic talent. Um, and I think now, in a Welsh side, he'd, he'd, he'd fit perfectly in a Welsh side now. Um, I, I know he got, got 80-odd caps in the end, but I think he, he, should, he, he could have done a lot more. But I He should have got 100, shouldn't he? Yeah, but... I think he fell out with, with Gatland and, and yeah. Howley and, and his style of play. But... As a professional from Batal, but I think um, James Hook is probably a sporting maverick. Yeah, you know, we've said but before we, for whatever reason, he he didn't get under a cap because, you know, I think it was well documented that maybe he didn't quite get on with um, with the management, shall we yeah. say. But, you know, he, he sh- yeah, he should have definitely got under a cap season. And the fact he still got 80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably I, probably I, shows I, how good he was, in fairness. I remember having an argument with someone, and so I remember you in Stuart Barnes say from England, like if James Hook was English, he would have had eighty caps by now. And I said that, and someone said, "Well, he's got seventy for Wales." I'm like, "No chance, he got seventy for Wales." Like, he's got seventy for Wales. So when we checked, he was like on something like seventy four. I was like, "Jeez," and you think, and that, and that's the the sad thing. He's got eighty odd caps, and you're still thinking he could have done a lot more. Did he go to lay in salt? He went, yeah, he, he ended up going on Lions Tour. And I think this was, 
I really feel for him at this stage. He's so in the he was on the bench for the third test. They're twenty nine up. Every other member of the team of the of the substitutes had got on. James Hook was the only sub I weren't used. Twenty eight nine up, and I think that's that's a bit bad from a geek and from from Gatland and Howley at the end of the day. Howley's the attack coach or the backs coach. Yeah, he probably makes the decision with the change, and he and he hasn't put him on. I think that's that's pretty sad to think that. A bloke of his talent didn't actually have a Lions cap. He played a couple of Lions games, touring yeah. and not actual Lions uh, cap, which is, is quite disappointing, but quite sad, really. Um, but yeah, Josh, you've got any uh, good examples of sport in my? I know you've got one, definitely one that we both spoke about greatly, and he's he's a top. He's been mentioned a couple of times on Twitter, but have you got any sport in Mavericks from Talbot? Uh, well, I told you now, I was speaking to my old man about this, and uh, and we're going to have to get Chris Tobin on for like a, a Maverick special at some point. He, he did tell, he did tell me a few stories about these these blokes, but, and yeah. and they were brilliant. And I can't for the life of me remember what the stories were. And he said, he said, let me get me on, and I'll tell you a load of stories about some Mavericks. But you give me a list of names. You give me three, uh, four. He did. You give me Stan Parsons. Yeah. Dennis Donu. Dave Condon and uh, Sean McCreesh. Rory's father, Sean McCreesh. Yeah, yeah, Rory's old man. My old man said proper Maverick, Sean was. So they were brilliant stories to me. I remember going on the house after we filmed the first one and he, yeah. and he started telling me these stories and I was like, fucking any danger, Chris. That would have been brilliant for the part. I cannot remember what, uh, what they were now. So we'll have well, to get them on a separate time. But yeah, but I think... I think there's a there's a there's a few locally that maybe other people will know as well that we that we mentioned. I think you know being biased from the from the cricket club, you I think everyone knows him. We go for uh, David Sage. He's he's David Sage, yes, good man. Actually, uh, recovering from COVID in a minute, but yeah, shout out to die, get well soon, die. Toast to die, David. Toast to die, Sage. David the Rave Sage. No, I think die. I think you you look at the club. Um, Stuart John was a massive one. Um, you know, all right, off. <laughs> all right, off. You haven't mentioned. I I teed you up to mention the sporting Maverick. We both know he's a left arm spinner like ourselves. Oh, Ford. Oh, Ford. sorry, sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. There's a there's a list here, mate. Go on. I tell you, someone who we've forgotten when we done this last time. Go on. How, how can we forget Zook? Kevin Watt. Ah, oh, no, no, that that's a sporting maverick. Zook. Zook, yeah, Zook. For people who don't don't know, who are listening. Zook well, has been part of the cricket club. I think he's a, he's like the furniture there now, isn't he? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, has, has been captain of a third for a very long time. Ridiculous amount of wickets has been taken in the junior section for for as long as I can remember, and you know, proper pillar of the club, but. An absolute lunatic as well, in, in the nicest possible way, lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Prop maverick. But I think, yeah, I think the one you're alluding to there, Ford, and I think everyone who likes sport in Batal, but will know we're on about. That's uh, Stuart Phelps. Stuart Byron Phelps. What a man! What a man! What a man! Two tours of two tours of Iraq. Two, yeah. Um, but what a maverick! And, uh, and if. And it probably comes into our next point about Mavericks, isn't it? About managing them and how they're managed. Josh, I'm going to be two sex. Can I? I'm going to go for a wee. Just talk to the crowd. 
Jesus Christ. Unprofessional as in ever. This pod's gone. It's us. Gone. It's gone. Absolutely gone. Well, Ford's gone for a piss. Um, so probably be a good time to ask what the what, what the listeners would like to hear because to be honest, this pod's gone now. This one's just been us talking absolute bollocks for the last hour and twenty minutes. It's supposed to be about local sport, and we haven't got any local sport to talk about. So if there's any topics you've got that you'd like for us to delve into or or start doing shows on, get in touch, email us, tweet us, send into Instagram, whatever. But I think at the moment, you know, we want to do we want to do one with Craig Whalen on on his journey to be an analyst for Australia rugby. I think we're hoping to do a Christmas special um, with uh, the Ironman brothers. Um, and that's about it, really. Oh, I tell you what, we're also going to try to do a bowl special with world champion John Price from Batalba. I think Niall Lewis sees him on his runs most mornings. So, Niall, if you could give him a shout out and and uh, and get his contact information for us, that'd be ideal. Um, I think fuck Ford's come back because I've just talked about in shit there. Um, hopefully, our production manager Sam can edit that out before we send it. Fucking hell. I couldn't have sounded more boring if I fucking tried then. <laughs> Fuck it. I just, that probably shows how, sh- how much of a shit personality I've got that I couldn't speak for 20 seconds with it. Then I was like, oh, sorry, everyone, this part is gone. Um, it'd be really <laughs> great if you get in touch with us. Well, what do you like to hear? We've got so fuck, <laughs> fuck off, Chief. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> toast to Chief. Jesus Christ. I'm going to toast you, Chief. We might have. Talk about. Um... Let's let's keep on going with Stuart Phelps. I think we might have to keep that bit in though. Jesus. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to Phelpsy. Um, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't want, I want more you can say about Stuart. He's, a, he's the best player the club and, and Batalba as a whole has ever produced. Um, but you know, title broke there for thirty years has has had a coffee and a fag. Yeah. Um. Chucks a hat and a length, and that's his warm up, and that's his training. But season on season, keeps churning out wickets. I think he's on 550 plus first team wickets for Batalbot. I think that's yeah. not counting the wickets he had for Anis and Morriston. Um, and he's been doing that for 30 years, and he's just someone you're never going to change. No. I think Love- you know. I think how old's Phelps? You know, Phelps he's 40. 44. Is he 45? He's, he's around there, 45, 46. It's his birthday last week, so happy birthday, Stu. Uh, to Stu Phelps. To Stu Phelps. Um, I know, I think it goes into... Like, Phelps, he's sort of been through the whole, all the stages now, really, from starting playing club cricket when club cricket was proper, like, amateur sport, um, all the way through now to where it's becoming a lot more professional and in the way it's set up in terms of like the 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 teams, the training, the equipment, blah blah blah. Not to say the standard's better, because you know, I, I, the division one back in the day, you know, you going back twenty years, thirty years was, you know, steady. But I think the the approach to sport now is getting a lot more professional. And Phelps he's been there and, and Phelps he's been brilliant in all of them. You know, you, you yeah. get you get a lot of youngsters coming through now that are coming through academies and are on 
university programs like the MCCU and they've been you know they've been and there's more one-to-one training that there's there's ever been now um and Phelps is 45 so just training with yourself and being you know the best performer every year I think that's testament to him but as we go with Mavericks Phelps has always been someone I think when I was captain I you know I I know Roby as a sort of first team coach always used to say like oh you know Phelps he should be warming up with everyone sort of thing um, which yes, I do. Well, you do, don't you? But like, if you get a player like Fabsy, been doing it for thirty years, he's got his weight set up. You just don't don't bother. Just yeah. leave him to it. And you, like we've said before, Ford, I think with stuff like that, I think it's only ever a problem when performances and all that. Yeah, I agree. Performances I'm... start going. Yeah, step in and maybe say, oh, maybe you should do this and we should do that. Like if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And I think it was one, it might be one year, a couple of years ago when it was like, Phelps is not not losing it, but he was, weren't as consistent as he was. And you think he's, a, but then all of a sudden, a year after, he was just back to normal Phelps and he has been ever since. But Phelpsy, Phelpsy is a bit like, Phelps is a very deep thinker, Phelpsy. He's a very dry personality. He's hilarious. Like we all love him. But Phelpsy is a kind of deep thinker. But I, I honestly think, like with Phelps, like cricket, he's a smart bloke anyway, but his yeah, intelligence yeah. in cricket is mental. And I think he, he just went away and knew exactly what he like what he had to do. He came back, he probably bowled a bit quicker, um, was a bit smarter, he used all his experience, all his guile, and he's still there getting like 25 wickets a season, yeah, yeah. even when the overs are down to 10 now. Um, yeah. I, I think... think uh, yeah, go on. Got a classic story, Phil. I'm gonna say about uh, Still Phelps. We said it in the pod. We um, we didn't actually, but um, uh, it just show show you a lot. Or release, sorry. Um, when uh, Phelps was on his verge of getting his 500th wicket for the Talbot, just the last game of the season, he's on 499. So we're like, oh, he, he hopefully he'll get it. So. The first, the, one of the first blokes in the club, Beefy, had, was about to get married, and he was getting married on the Friday, in the last game of the season on the Saturday. So we'd gone out on the Thursday, obviously, the night before the wedding. Then we'd done the full day of the, the wedding on the Friday, and then we had to play last game of the season on the Saturday. Now, um, we got to, I think it was Help of You, Josh, and was it Phelps you back in as well? Yeah, me and Phelps, he put on. 50 or 60, I think. I felt, I felt the end of the game in 50 or not. Yeah, and yeah. we scraped to uh, 100, was 110, something like that? 110, 120, something like that. Yeah, we scraped to that. So I was captain of the seconds at the time, and we'd, we'd won early. So we were like, right, we'd get up to Ponte de Lais early to watch Phelps get his 500 wicket. So Phelps comes out of the bowl, and uh, his second ball of his spell, he, he Throws the guy, it's a straight up in the air, easy catch. But the guy under it was called Lewis Jones. So the modern Maverick. The mo- he is the modern Maverick, or Lewis. He, he it, let's say, to be fair, during this time of the of the um his period of life, he enjoyed a beer very much. Um, so this Saturday he's absolutely hanging. He's dying. It, it like you just think he's not. You don't want to be a but the ball goes straight up in the air to Lewis. So we're all up like, he's got it. He's got it. It hits Lewis straight to the chest. 
rolls down his body, hits his boot, and rolls straight back to Stuart Bounce. Now, I think there was a few people filming in the, in the uh, team. Lewis didn't get near it. Lewis did absolutely get near it. It just hit him on the chest and rolled back about two. So Josh was captain, is probably a bit filming. Oh, I, I think I had a double teapot on at this point. Yeah. So the oh, reply no. from. Yeah, sorry to jump in the phone, but this was a game that I was hanging in the change room and Rowie, after I came in from batting, and bear in mind, I'd batted for half hour for 20 odd. It looked as if I batted three days in, back, in, um, in Calcutta. <laughs> like white was around my mouth and um, Robbie goes uh, oh I'll drink this and he's like an orange drink and I thought oh, what a legend he's brought like Barocca with him tremendous so chin the Barocca or what I thought was Barocca and Robbie started laughing and I was like, what are you laughing for he goes oh that wasn't Barocca that was uh, three scoops of pre-workout <laughs> I know I've never taken pre-workout forward so at this point, when I had my double teapot on, I was stood extra cover. Heart was going like fuck. Thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was scratching my face off. <laughs> and then, yeah, when Lewis dropped it, that finished me. And then I think you were going to finish it. What Phelps he told Lewis? Phelps just turned. So everyone's like, what's Phelps going to say? He probably might be the last chance he gets a 500th until May next year. Phelps just turns around, looks at him, laughs, and goes, You fucking header. And I think that just sums up Phelps in a way that you couldn't. He's such a he's a loving bloke, and he's such a nice bloke. And oh, he's a legend, Phelps. He's, a, he's, he's not, but he is a maverick. I think what we just said there, like modern maverick, we we mentioned earlier. I don't think sport now lends itself well to maverick, especially professionally. I think I think the probably the closest you get to a professional maverick now is just someone with a big personality. I mean, think like more, Danny Cipriani and Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, pro- he's probably as close as you're going to get now, isn't he? but I think like yeah. there's no room to be a maverick now, as you see with Cipriani. He doesn't no. get, you know, won't get picked for England because of what happens off the pitch sometimes. But I think as a, at a club level, like our modern maverick would be Lewis Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you uh, as you say, um, loves a beard as Lewis. Does uh, love a beard, Lewis. But, but like, uh, 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 you know, I've made no secrets, but I think Lewis is the best bowler in the league. Like, yeah, hands down. 100%. But, I, um, I, like, like, between Lewis enjoying a beer and working nights, Lewis Jones often trundles onto the pitch at 20 past 12. Yeah. For an hour past 12 start with the likes of Rowie going mental, but he's not there. And 15 minutes later, he's nicking off some Glamorgan Pro. Yeah. On his sound. I think we uh, we mentioned this bloke in the last one and it pained us both to say it, but another, exa- another example, modern day Maverick, is uh, Callum Bynum. Pains me again, but yeah, he's in as well, He is a modern day Maverick, old Bynum. But he is, from from coaching him last season, he's an absolute driver of the club. I know he's a he's an absolute lunatic off the field. On the field, he's a lunatic as well, but he's got he's such a naturally gifted like you see him bowling he, he, he's at the top of off you see him play football he can play centre in the field you play rugby he's a, he's a fantastic rugby player but he's yeah, just a loose he's, he's a loose cannon good sportsman or Biden, but I think to be fair but all of us got a very good record of producing good sportsmen yeah, absolutely and, and sportswomen I think yeah. you know I, I think definitely here, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who play a good and multiple sports around here yeah, and it's where 
I, I, I know you get to a point at a certain age where you've got to pick one, and it happens for everyone. Like, I know th- there's not a lot of people that play two, but you sort of pick one. But there's always been a good history of producing good sportsmen and women in this town, which, you know, may it long continue for. Imagine, but imagine you're talking about picking one sport. Imagine we had the old school league, like you play rugby on a Saturday and then Sunday league football on the Sunday. And Sunday league football used to be really competitive for what you say, from what you've, you've heard and what I've yeah. heard about, about Sunday league football. Imagine um, having that now in this area and thinking, right, you're going to play rugby on a Saturday, go on the piss, and then Sunday you're playing football. For me, anything worse. I mean, to be honest with you, the older I'm getting, I think I'd probably rather play a game of football I'm over because it's 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's done. Yeah, playing a cup, a Welsh Cup game on a Sunday I'm over, 40 overs in the in the 33 degree heat. Oh. And we we tend to uh, we 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 tend to organise our uh, cricket social nights out the night before a cup game, so we don't help ourselves really, do we? It's probably why we've got such a poor record in the Welsh Cup, in fairness, but yeah. that, that might be an idea. Well, another, I think this is another story. I know, sorry if we're boring you, but it's another story of sport. 11, I'd say nine sporting Mavericks out of 11 man team. Josh, you were, I believe you had gone at this point to Swansea. You dickhead. Sold my soul. Yeah, we were playing semi final of the Welsh Cup, Flandered Norway, the furthest we've been for a while, Padalba. So we we're going to stay in Aberystwyth on the Saturday night. So. We get to Aberystwyth, we stay there. Uh, we we say, come on, we'll go for food and two beers. So the club had given us some money for, for petrol money. We're like, yeah, right off, petrol money. As we get in the cars, we're like, if we all just give a 10, that'd be the fine, each way, I'll be fine petrol. So we keep the petrol money as a kitty. So Aberystwyth, a bit of a bit of a lively town with students. We didn't end up getting back to uh, Aberystwyth Uni until half past four in the morning. We were leaving the play to go to Flandern no, at nine o'clock the next morning to play semi final. I think we lost, but we we give a good account of ourselves. That that's probably a, a team of sporting Mavericks ours. I, I remember that happening actually. You Opportun- played opportunity missed, mate. Yeah, we'll say opportunity missed, but uh, yeah, that's and I think that's very much a Batalbot identity in in all sports like. Obviously, it was competitive, and when when someone does well, it's 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 marvelous. But we know how to have a good time as well. We do oh, have yeah. a good time. Right, Ford. I'm gonna have to say this. We're gonna have to go to our memories of the week. Only yeah, because only because we've only worked out how to get a pod on an hour and ten minutes of this uh, on this yeah. platform, which Sam told me works is magic. So once we find out how to get unlimited, we. Yeah. Sort that out, Hopefully, Sam Tor will cut out that that time when I went for a wee as well. Yeah, honestly, if people haven't already turned off before then, <laughs> definitely turned off doing that. Uh, Fucking hell. Josh, what's your sporting memory of the week? Uh, I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think of one on the back of talking about sporting Mavericks there, where someone's turned up and just delivered. I think going old school... Because there's a, like, there's quite a few about Lewis turning up and taking out top order Ahmed. Um, I think a very very early game that I remember playing for Batorba first, with Gowerton away. Um, another time Gowerton were like a powerhouse of South Wales cricket. They had 
you know, we talked about bloody Mavericks. We had, you know, Sam Lyle, the Australian, um, Amirik Graham, uh, K-Bombs playing, Mason Brothers. So they had a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant side. And uh, I think I think Dan, Dan Cherry was probing for us at the time. And I think he dropped out or Glamorgan recalled him. So I think Coxie phoned Daniel Vaughan. Oh, yeah. And and Dan Vaughan turned up absolutely hammered. Love it. He had bag over his head. He literally couldn't see. His eyes were pointing different ways. And he was like, fucking hell, Cox. I went out last night because I was in the seconds. And he fucking pulled me in. He's like, any danger? And I think, I can't remember what we were chasing, but Vaughan, he finished on, and I might be mistaken, but he finished on something like 60 on and out. And won us a game. Hammered, but he literally came off. But I think I think he was minutes away from being put on a saline drip. I gotta be honest, but like Vaughan, he was like that as a player from what I remember. But I was only about 15, 16 when that happened. But yeah, he came in hammered, eyes pointing everywhere, and it was a boiling hot day as well. It was scorching, and uh, he spewed, he spewed, he spewed while spatting. Love it. I think Paisy pushed him to run a three, and you can imagine Paisy's quick now. But yeah. Ten, um, you know, bloody hell, older, fifteen years ago, worse. Just realised that. That's dreadful. 30 next year. Awful. Anyway, I'm, I'm having a breakdown. Um, so, yeah, Paisy made him run three and he just turned around, took his helmet off and spewed. <laughs> and then carried on and won the game. Legend. I love that. That, 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 that. And they, they're the best memories when you win, when you're struggling. But I'm not, I think we missed out one or two, so I'm not going to give a sporting memory this week. I'm just going to say a name. And you know who's coming, and, and, and when I say it, um, a sporting maverick, the Roy Heed of the Talbot, Matthew Doyle. Matthew Doyle, what a man. What a bloke. man. Um, he's, a, he's a top, top bloke, Matthew Doyle. He's a sporting maverick. Um, Josh, how long we got? Five minutes. If Five that. minutes, right. I will do a sporting memory on. Um, I think this was the one we'd done when I was um, when we last on the pod, um, and it didn't get released, so I'll I'll stay with that. Uh, it came up my memories um, last season. We we played Helicare the week before, and Josh was there, um, and we got bullied really. I watched the uh, the analysis, and we got bullied up front, and probably lucky to win the game, and we won it twenty eight three six or twenty three eight or something in the end. But we were lucky that we should we shouldn't have really won the game to be honest, but. We had uh, Gen Sports the week after, who were, who were pretty good. They, they'd come up, they used to play a bit of brand of rugby, they scored a lot of tries. So we needed to make a statement. Um, we had a band on in the night, so we knew it was a big big day for the club, and, and we knew how, how important it was. So we were under a bit of pressure. We hadn't been beaten at home, so we were under a bit of pressure. Um, we ended up beating them 36 0. Um, and for me, a sporting memory like that, because the week before, we'd been battered, and I mean battered physically. And Josh, you were there when you you, you knew Gila came to We got absolutely battered, so we were like, we had to make a statement. And, and to win 36-0 against a team who were very attack-minded, that was, that was a pat in the back for us as, as coaches, as players. And I think more than the game, I think the, the night... Uh, in the clubhouse was great as with the band and what a such a good night and such it was it was superb and that's why I'm missing at the minute and I we spoke about earlier I'm missing that change room feeling um 
I know with the Quins, it's, it's fantastic, but it's just something different with cricket as well. Like you just sit there for hours, put on, put on end in the change rooms, don't you, Josh? Satellites. Yeah, but, but it is. You just, because especially with the club being so small, but all but, and, and it being so busy, we kind of just are in the sanctum and you, you enjoy your beer there, peaceful before, and it's just a time to reflect before the madness of some armoured bloke or some armoured woman who's been drinking since 12 o'clock starts having a pop there and you're like, I don't need it. Well, we head into the bar, which has been renamed recently The Zoo. The Zoo, yeah. With uh, Gareth Lee, the zookeeper. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gareth Lee has led you in, the, the, you know, when we, 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 yeah. I, I, that's my biggest thing, missing the change rooms. You mentioned earlier when I've had a thought about it. Yeah, I'm missing the change rooms and, and the, the whole feel of it. Even in training, just before the banter, and I, I am missing the change rooms massively. Right then, fella, we'll wrap this up because uh, we won't be able to upload otherwise. So, uh, well, as I've mentioned already, for my extremely boring 20 seconds, we've got a few things planned. So yes, yes. I mean, hopefully we'll get to the point where we're doing pods back on local sport. It's not just me and you talking absolute shit for an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. This, this is just for you. If you go journey and you just want to kill some time, or you go walk and you want to kill some time, just chuck us on. I mean, at this point, I mean, at this point, we're just white noise now. Yeah, we are. Just, just chuck us on. And, and I will tell you, if there's any interesting guests coming up, we'll tell you. We'll be letting you know. We'll be the first to let you know. So, yeah. um, there you are. I think, obviously, we, we are 95% sure that we've got a Christmas special to do next week before, just before Christmas. And it'd be uh, good. So I'm not going to wish anyone happy Merry Christmas because I'm confident we're going to have that pod to do and we'll do it then. Um, until then, Ford, been a pleasure as always, mate. I'll catch you in a bit. Everyone else, stay safe. Yeah. Stay home and all. If it can't be good, don't be bad. Baby. <laughs>